Hello and welcome everyone. Paul and I are talking sports. I'm Jason. That's Polly. How's it going, guys? And this is episode 13. Today is October the 5th, 2021. Thank you everyone for tuning in. So what happened this week, Paul? So we had a uh, historic uh, NASCAR race. Bubba Wallace was the uh, second ever African-American to win a NASCAR race. Uh, the first one was Wendell Scott back in 1965. Uh, he won at uh, Talladega, and it was his 132nd race. Uh, the team is owned by uh, Michael, jo- partially owned by Michael Jordan, um, and very cool uh, historic event, especially after what happened last year. I believe it was at Talladega um, with the noose incident. That turns out it wasn't intentional, but it sure looked like it was. Um, very cool thing for NASCAR, and um, just very, very. Uh, cool sports moment overall, I I think. But yeah, it's good to see diversity in anything, you know. And NASCAR is kind of one of those last vestiges of that really lacks it, and almost in <laughs> depending on how you look at it, almost uh, aggressively. So, uh, so yeah, it's a, I think this is a good a, a natural step forward. One of those things that shouldn't really be news, but is kind of things exactly exactly it's it's almost news that it is news i guess if you want to look at it like that but that happened um not much i guess more you can say about that but uh very very cool thing that happened in nascar and Mm -hmm. um maybe it opens it up for uh more african-american drivers to get into the sport and hopefully diversify it a little bit more and not nothing. Nothing negative came from it. We can say that for sure. So, mm. the Brewers they had a kind of rough week. They won one against the Cardinals, but went one and uh, five overall this week. Clinched the division last week, so it wasn't vital that we had those wins. Would it have been better if we looked a little, a little better going into the postseason? Obviously, sure. Um. But uh, we have the Braves starting on Friday, um, and then just a little bit of a rundown for the season because we haven't really uh, done that yet. 95 and 67 overall record. Um, they were one off of one win away from tying uh, their best ever record. Um, so didn't get that, but still had a phenomenal season. Um, our buddy Joe, huge Brewers fan, thinks that this is their best season they ever had. I would tend to agree with that. Their offense was a little inconsistent, but their pitching has been absolutely phenomenal all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corbin Burns, uh, Willie Peralta, and Brandon Woodworth all had ERAs under three. It was Burns had a 243. Peralta, 281, Woodworth, uh, 256, and then Devin Williams, their uh, eighth-inning reliever up, up until he 
punched a wall and broke his hand. Very unfortunate for the Brewers, but he had a 2.50 ERA, and Hader had a 1.23 ERA. So the pitching overall was just phenomenal this season. Um, again, Williams uh, going out like that is never, never a great thing, but we do have a lot of depth in the bullpen, so hopefully it won't matter as much. Council's just going to have to figure out uh, what to do basically with the eighth inning, and Council being the manager he is, being a- absolutely phenomenal the last five, four or five years, I'm sure he's going to be able to figure it out. The Willie Adamas trade in uh, that we tra- got from uh, Willie Adamas from uh, Tampa Bay back in May, our offense was kind of struggling up until then. I uh, really took off after that. The last month, it's been a little inconsistent again, uh, which is a little worrisome. But again, our pitching staff has just been phenomenal. And that's really, I mean, that's what you need in the playoffs. You can have the best offense in the world. If your guys are giving up seven runs, there's not a lot you can do about it. So right. um, I, I'm... I'm very hopeful um, that we can that we're gonna at least get back to our past the Braves. Uh, we've never played each other uh, in the uh, postseason. The Braves and Brewers has not, have not. Oh, that's um, so, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess the Brewers don't really make the playoffs, except for I guess the last ten years they don't really make the playoffs too often. So it's not sure. a huge surprise, but. Um, so that'll be a fun series, and then uh, hopefully we take that and await the winner of. Well, the we'll we'll get into that. Uh, Cardinals and Dodgers have a uh, match tomorrow, a one-game uh, playing game tomorrow, and then they will play the Giants. So we're we're gonna get going to go uh, the season roundup. And anything you have to say about the uh, Brewers overall season or anything to add? Not for, t- I mean, it seems like you covered everything. I mean, I don't know if it's the best team they've ever had, but it's one of the best, better runs they've had. And it, it, losing Devin Williams is definitely, as someone who has punched a wall before, yeah, that's, uh, uh, you hate to see it. You know, that you'd hope that someone with as much to lose as Devin Williams would have known better, but you know, you get in your cups and next thing you know, you're mad about God knows what and you're punching a wall. It's, it happens in a moment and it's, 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 it's just uh, the, the timing is very unfortunate. Right. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, so what we're, we'll start with the East, uh, or the, uh, AL, uh, the Rays won the East with a 162 record. Uh, again, they are a team that normally is not uh, good, should we say, but the last, really, I mean, since they made the World Series in 2008, they've been a pretty consistent team. Uh, low payroll like the Brewers have, um, but they make it work. Um, again, ironically, their offense was more of a uh, factor in them winning the East than their pitching staff. They usually have an awesome pitch, pitching staff, 
but it was really their offense that uh, really carried them this year. They held off uh, the Red Sox, Yankees, and Blue Jays, who uh, up until the last game of the season were all vying for the playoffs. So AL East this year was a monster. The Rays were able to uh, navigate that. And so good for the Rays. Uh, the Central, we had the White Sox with a 93-69 and 69 record. They haven't been there for a while. They, had, they have a very young, uh, very talented young team. Uh, they kind of ran away for, with the division. They basically had it clinched at the beginning of, of September. Um, the West, uh, again, the Astros after a really slow start, 95 and 67 uh, overall record. They uh, did not run away with it. The uh, Seattle Mariners and Oakland Athletics were right on their tail up until about two weeks ago. Uh, and then they were still in the wild card, race for the wild card. Uh, so again, an, another uh, fun division. Uh, Seattle was trying to break their... They haven't made the playoffs since 2001, so they were trying mm -hmm. to break that. They were one game away uh, from the wild card, but uh, so hopefully better things happen for them next year. And then the AL wild card tonight, uh, both uh, 92 and 70 records. Yanks and Sox get together, which should be a just fantastic game. Obviously, the we all know about the hatred between those two, and so that should be a really fun game. Uh, so that was the East. If you have any thoughts on that, yeah, just uh, uh, it, uh, al. Sorry. Yeah, it's just funny how the yeah, the highlight match. Like, if you look at all the matchups you could have in the al. Yankees Sox is the one you want and you get one game. You know, yeah. that's, you know, you're not even going to get a five game series out of it. It's just just the one, which the stakes are high. So that's that's going to you know add to the intrigue and I, I like the little one game playoff. Although I would say when that year when it was game 163 and they had to play the extra game just to figure out everything, it was almost excessive where it's like it's just one more game and then the wild card is another game but uh this year i think that, it's that, working out uh, if nice. i remember correctly that happened a few years ago with the uh cubs and brewers i want to say they Was played it? a once game 163 and then yeah. the cubs had to i believe i don't remember who they lost to but i believe they lost that wild card game which is why Winning the division is so important, so you don't put yourself in that one-game scenario that anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, I get, I, I, I'll uh, uh, go on your point. I, I really enjoy the one-game playoff. I know a lot of people don't. I think it's a, I think it's a really cool thing for baseball. I mean, you got one more chance to get in, and. Yeah, and it's fine. I don't I don't mind it. I think there's well, uh, personally I think there's just enough baseball games, but 
to I, I get the the drive to put more teams in the playoffs, get more markets, more money. I understand that. It, one game, it just doesn't seem like enough, though. It should be two out of three or something. Because I could agree with that. I could agree with that. Nothing is ever just one game in baseball, ever. It's never just one game. It's always a series. So why is it now just come down to one game? I guess, you know, you put your best guys out there and see what happens, but it doesn't seem like, like it's a, it's not an addition. It's extra. It's almost like a remainder instead of actually being an addition to the playoffs. I, I, w- I would agree with that. I, I think uh, baseball could look at, like you said, uh, two, two out of three. I mean, obviously you don't want to go the three out of five no. because but two, two out of three, I could, I could see. Um, and I, I'm sure baseball uh, is, is looking at that and the possibilities of that and they could as, even, as, oh, as all sports leagues are looking to improve. So. Sure. And I, even something where it's like, okay, there's, the two wild cards, the number one wild card only needs to win one game, whereas the number two wild card needs to win two games or something kind of obfuscated like that if they wanted to. I, I, have actually, I have actually heard that floated before as, an, as a possibility, and I, I would honestly be all right with that too. Like a double elimination for the higher seed. Just, yeah. to, just to make it one game, it's exciting, you know, but it just doesn't fit with the way baseball does literally everything else. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, so the National League had the uh, Atlanta Braves winning the East, uh, 88 and 73 overall. Uh, they, them and the Phillies were in a battle for up until a couple days ago. Uh, we had the Brewers, 95 and 67, winning the Central. Uh, they kind of ran away with the division. Cardinals definitely made it interesting, and we'll talk about them in a minute. The West was won in an epic race between the Giants and Dodgers. Uh, Giants squeaked by with uh, 107.55, and then... The Dodgers at 106 and 56 play the Cardinals at 90 and 72 overall. And I guess to to your point, what we were just talking about, is it fair that the Dodgers won 106 games and could possibly be eliminated by in one game? Probably not. But again, that's why you win the division, and I that's it's always it's always been like that for baseball. I mean. You had the best record in either league for a long time. That was the World Series. There wasn't really a playoff, and so obviously they they've expanded it. And uh, with the fifth team being added on now, we have the one game playoff. I mean, Dodgers Cardinals. That's going to be a really fun game tomorrow night too. And I I think the Cardinals probably win that game. And I, as a Brewers fan, I'm conflicted because obviously you don't want to see the Dodgers in the playoffs, 
the way St. Louis has been playing, they had that 17 game winning streak. I don't want to see them either. <laughs> and so I I don't know. That's it's that's going to be a fun one and so there there's your uh there's your playoffs. So we have the uh White Sox and Astros will be playing each other. The Rays will be playing the winner of the Yanks and Sox. Braves and Brewers are playing each other, and then the Giants play either the Dodgers and Car- or Cardinals. That's all I've got. Uh, any final thoughts before we move on with a little bit more baseball news? Well, I, I guess I would just say that it's the you know as far as the Brewers having to face you know a tough test, it's the playoffs. It, it's, oh yeah, you know that's kind of the the deal. 95 games or no losing your setup guy. And I mean, they're pitching staff. Yeah. But you need to score runs to win games. So it's going to be a tough one for the brewers in particular to try to get through. I, I, I agree. I, I mean, like you said, it's, it's the playoffs. You're going to face tough top competition Mm -hmm. and you just got to step up. And the, the, I, I agree with you. The bats, need to step up in a big way. Um, they've been a little inconsistent all season. And, yeah, you could have – and, again, you can have the best pitching staff in the world. You can have the best uh, batting lineup in the world. But you need both in the postseason. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, a um, little bit more – so I wanted to uh, – recap a little bit uh the historic uh season that Shohei Tani had ended with 46 home runs uh 257 batting average uh 26 stolen bases so i mean offensively incredible but then he went around uh was 9 and 2 uh 1. Point or 3.18 ERA with 156 strikeouts. We've never seen anyone do this before. You, well, Babe Ruth didn't he ba- hit ba- the ball? Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth had one had one season where he had was pitching and batting, but we've never seen anyone basically be full time in both outside of oh. Ruth for the one season. Okay. Um. So, I mean, just historic, incredible season that Shohei had. So much fun to watch. And unfortunately, he's on an Angels team that also has Mike Trout, one of the best hitters of all time. They haven't sniffed the playoffs for since Trout has been there, which is just a travesty. Yeah, that's weird. I don't get how... <laughs> you know, your team can be that good. Well, that good. You can have that much talent. I guess it's just a couple guys, right? And then that old Albert Pujols. Yeah. And Joe Madden. I mean, you think he could get them going. He's still the, their manager, right? I believe so. Yeah. That's, I believe so. It's a, that's um, kind of a mystery to me. I, I, their their pitching staff hasn't been great. They used all twenty draft picks in this year's draft on pitchers. 
for a reason because they don't have a pitching staff. They don't have a pitching staff coming up. So again, you don't have a pitching staff. There's not a lot you can do in in baseball. So, yeah. um, so yeah, uh, congratulations, Shohei, on just an incredible season. Uh, we have a uh, happy trails uh, to Cowboy Joe West, the legendary uh, umpire. Umpired 5,376 games, a record, and controversial umpire. A lot of players didn't like him. Uh, he was he was called Cowboy Joe for for a reason. He was a little out there. Didn't really take shit from any from the players, managers, anyone. Was kind of his own person, but. I mean, you umpire 5,300 games, you're doing something right at, at the very least, so. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, Christ, that's, what's uh, 5,300 divided by 660? 5,300 divided by 160. It's 33 and one-eighths full seasons. It's a long yeah. time. It's a lot of games. So, uh, happy trails to Joe West. And it's baseball. miss him. His personality was great. And baseball is going to miss him. So the, I'm sure some of the players won't, but that is what that is. So, there's your uh, baseball uh, end-of-season roundup. Uh, we have... Two wild card games, the AL tonight, uh, NL Wednesday night. We have the AL starting on Thursday, and then the Brewers play at 3, 3.37 on Friday. It's first, first pitch for the Brewers. So uh, go baseball playoffs. Uh, good luck, uh, Brewers, and... To have a fun postseason. So, yeah, yeah. Move on to uh, some college football notes. Uh, Badgers had another uh, another rough game. Michigan came into Camp Randall, uh, won thirty-eight to seventeen. It was actually thirteen to ten. Michigan at halftime. Terrible second half. Mertz uh, actually got injured, uh, got hit in the ribs, uh, spent the night in the hospital. He got released Sunday, but we're, the status for him against Illinois is not yet known. And I have never seen a uh, Badgers offensive line this bad. I guess I don't really have a lot to say other than that. I mean... Yeah, I, I, I've never seen an offensive line, Badgers offense, uh, offensive line this bad. Yeah, and, and that's supposed to be the heart and soul of Wisconsin that's, offense. That's your bread you know? and butter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, without that, they ain't going to do much. I mean, grant, granted, Penn, we played Penn State, Notre Dame, Michigan, three really good teams this year. But the way, the way we've lost those, I mean, we've kept it close at halftime and then basically got blown out in the second half. So you got to 
find a way. If you're a Wisconsin Badger football team and you're trying to be legitimate team, you got to win at least one of those games. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So, uh, bad season for the Brewers or Badgers continues. Uh, they play Illinois this weekend. See if they can get right there. If they if they can't, then they're probably not going to make a bowl game. Let's just be honest. I mean, yeah, when's the last time that happened? Jeez, it's been a, it's been a long time. I think back in the '90s before uh, Alvarez came in. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, so hopefully the Badgers can find something against Illinois and build from there. Uh, not looking good so far. Uh, big game of the season. Uh, Cincinnati uh, went into South Bend, won 24-13. to They were up uh, 17-0 at halftime. We had talked about this last week about how Cincinnati just played a good game and kept it close. Uh, that was going to be something. And they kind of smacked Notre Dame around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And very impressive wins. They, were, they are up to number five in the rankings. And so if the chaos continues in college football, they have a legitimate they're, – they're in position to have a legit, legitimate shot at making the playoffs this year. Yeah, like one of those teams that's sitting on the outside at, towards the end waiting for, you know, Georgia, Alabama to come up so they can see who they're going to, you know, who they have to try to kick out. Yeah, I, I could see that. So, great, great win for Cincinnati. Uh, Kentucky uh, downs uh, number 10, Florida. It was the first win in Kentucky against Florida since 1986. So that's a big deal. Florida obviously doesn't lose to Kentucky very often. So uh, big win for Kentucky. I don't think anybody loses to Kentucky in football very often. No, no, it doesn't very, it doesn't happen very often. So uh, congrats, Kentucky. Uh, Stanford beats Oregon 30, 31 to 24. And that is very bad news for the Pac-12 because Oregon was their one chance at uh, the playoffs this year. And they had that huge win against Ohio State. And I don't want to say throw it away because Stanford's a decent team and them and Oregon have been rivals for years now, but uh, not a good luck for Oregon and not a good luck for the Pac-12. Obviously, they're going to be entertaining games, but not not a lot of national national relevance this season, especially with uh, USC losing twice already. And so, disappointing for the Pac-12. Is it, though? I mean, in the long run, even if they do get a team there, they're just going to get housed by whatever SEC team they get put up against. I mean, can, uh, has a Pac-12 team ever made the playoffs? And if they have, can you name one off the top of your head? Uh, Oregon, I believe, uh, one of the first couple years made it. 
and they probably got destroyed. Uh, they didn't get destroyed. Was that the? I don't remember. I probably shouldn't be game. probably shouldn't be talking about because I don't remember. But yeah. I'm. I mean, the I, I point. Know they, they, they played uh, a tough, uh, tight one against Auburn in the championship game. I think that was before. Before the, the playoffs. Fourteen playoffs started, though. It could be. It, it, the point is, even if a Pac-12 team does get there, they're just going to get destroyed anyway. So yeah, it seems like something they're going to lose, but so, like they're missing out on something. But honestly, in five years' time, nobody's even going to know that they were there, even if they got but there again, anyway. Yeah, and we're we're actually going to get to that point right now because uh, Alabama had Old Miss coming in, Lane Kiffin, uh, Rivalry. Uh, Georgia had a very strong Arkansas team coming in that had a couple upsets already this season. They win by a combined 79 to 21. Uh, Old Miss uh, lost 42 to 21. They had a couple very, very garbage time touchdowns. Uh, Georgia shuts out Arkansas 37 to nothing. Both those games were, if not upset alerts, it's watch out, some something could happen here. No. Alabama and Georgia are clearly the two best teams in the country. I don't think anyone's going to touch them until they play each other in the SEC championship game. And they're probably going to play each other in the national championship game. It's it's a two-team race at this point. There's no one else in college football that's even close to those two. Yeah, I, and that's unfortunate for college football, really. Yeah, it, it, it is. Bowl games used to mean something until we started to become obsessed with there has to be one champion. I remember, what was it? It was Penn State and somebody else. And Penn State was undefeated or something, but they were actually number two. Joe Pa was all pissed and walking around. We're number one. Can't remember, but it was different. Like that happened. And all of a sudden it was like, well, I guess he's got a point. They were like, yeah, it was like there were two undefeated teams at the end of the season. And Penn State was ranked number two instead of whoever won. And it was a whole big deal. And. They they became this obsession with, well, there must be a number one. There has to be. And even when we had a computer figure it out, we weren't happy with that. We just, and even this four, so this four-team playoff comes out. And it honestly, half the time, any kind of system like that is wholly unnecessary. There's always a clearly best team. Almost always. And... Every once in a while, there's actually a race. And because of that, every once in a while, we do things this way, and it's sort of infuriating. The playoff is probably the closest we're going to get to what we want, though. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It's especially, I guess, with the, the Clemson dynasty the last five, six years, that is probably over at this point. Um, Alabama's been doing their thing for 12, 13 years. Doesn't look like they're slowing down anytime. Uh, Georgia's got a new thing going. Ohio State's always going to be in there. I mean, they 
obviously not this year. They haven't looked good. Oklahoma, there's not there's not the parity in college football, and that's why I I liked when they had when they had the four team playoffs set up because at least there's that chance that someone can go in, knock off an Alabama, knock off a Georgia, knock off Clemson. Sure. But it's the same teams every year. So how different is it really? I mean. Exactly. It, and like I, like I said, half the time, you, we don't even need this system. We know who's going to win. Everybody calls it, and it happens. Yeah. So that's, that's where we're at with uh, college football right now. Um and Georgia, again, look like they're not going to be touched. So. Uh, we'll see what happens at the end of the year, but you know it is what it is. Exactly, exactly. It, the, the, what else can you say? Yeah, it's so obvious. Um, so we got a few NFL notes uh, for you. Packers, uh, it, the uh, Steelers, twenty-seven to seventeen. But and Rothis. Burger looks cooked. I don't know what else you can say about that. Their offense does not look good. Nope. Um, couple uh, Packers defensive notes. Uh, Zadarius Smith had uh, back surgery last week, and so he is on IR. And Jay Alexander, um, our best uh, cornerback is also on IR. We're going to find out tomorrow if it's season ending. So that's not great for the defense, especially mm-hmm. when our defense hasn't looked great uh, all season. Offense looks like it's uh, starting to hum a little bit. After that blowout by the Saints, because uh, of won three in a row, and not against the greatest competition. But... Um, so they're starting to look um, like they could uh, start rolling a little bit, um, which is nice as a Packer fan. Nice to see. Mm. Um, any thoughts on that game? Well, like you said, Big Ben looked old. He just looked old. And he's looking older every week. <laughs> Losing Jair Alexander is not good. That is not good for Green Bay. He's, no, it is he's not. the best defensive. He's the best player on a mediocre defense. It, oof. And Kevin King is, he's a, uh, he's kind of a liability at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, they beat the Steelers. They should have beat the Steelers and they did. But with the injuries, now the injuries are starting to come in and. They're going to have to see what they can do without their best player. Well, yeah, best defensive player. Best defensive player, exactly. Yeah, so um, Packers have the uh, Bengals um, this week, and that's a tougher game than it looked like on paper at the beginning of the season. The Bengals looked like they did. They could do some stuff this season. Yeah, they're coming on almost like a year early, year two early, three and one. I mean, granted, it's they beat the Jaguars and the Vikings. The Vikings, uh, that's a, I guess that's a pretty good win. 
Jaguars. Then, they're supposed to beat the Jaguars, you know. Yeah. So you have both New York teams got their first win of the season, actually. Yeah, saw that. <laughs> um, so good on uh, the New York teams to get off the schneid. Uh, still two terrible teams, but. Right, and it's still the Jets, so you know, got to see more than just one win. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt, but mm-hmm. um, the Cardinals had a huge win against the Rams, thirty-seven to twenty. They are four and all, and Kyler Murray, man, he's well, looking, he's looking good. He's looking real good. That whole team's looking good. I saw them as that fourth team in the West, and that's looking not so great. It looks more like that's going to be the Niners. I I think if I remember correctly, I think I had the Niners in the fourth seed, but we both agree that this division is really tough. Yeah, it's loaded. It's going to be a lot of fun all season. Those division, all those division games are going to be just super entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, so big win for the cards, uh, chargers, uh, last night, uh, kind of beat up on the Raiders a little bit, 28 to 14. I don't know if it says much about the Raiders necessarily, because the chargers are a really good team. Raiders do look good. They're still three and one, but the chargers, uh, kind of smacked them around a little bit and, Again, Justin Herbert and that uh, Chargers team looks really, really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Sure does. They're, I mean, they're just picking up off the momentum they were carrying into the end of last year, really. Wheels hit the ground, and they're already spinning. Uh, yep. It's you don't want to see this kind of result, uh, you know, as a rate. If you're with, if you're rooting for the Raiders, you don't want to see a division opponent kind of, you know, put the wood to you like that, but. It is a division game. You don't want to lose division games. And and what Derek, Derek Carr was saying before that he was talking some sauce before the game, something about going to L.A. just feels like a home game. So good uh, good for the Chargers to uh, kind of piss on their territory, so to speak. Yeah. Kind of say, hey, you know, you're not going to get that same treatment here anymore. We're a legit team now. All right, so uh, last game we're going to mention is uh, the much-hyped matchup between uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Buccaneers won a tight one, 19-17. Bucks actually had a 48-yard field goal with about a minute and a half uh, to go. Uh, Mac Jones drove down, and uh, Belichick decided to kick a 56-yarder for the game winner. Uh, doinked off the car- crossbow. Uh, unfortunately for them, it did not Justin Turner and go through. It went the other way. <laughs> or no, I, I'm sorry. It was uh, the upright I hit, if I remember correctly. Yes. Wasn't it? Uh, yeah. It was the. It was wide left. Yeah. Going to off the upright. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, but that was a, a highly entertaining game. Um, I feel like it lived up to the the incredible hype it had. Um, not yeah. the 
most well played game, but a very entertaining game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was. Uh, I kind of thought Tom Brady was going to go. Uh, kind of, I thought Tom Brady was going to go in there and just absolutely take it to him and score like forty points and just wreck him. But the weather was clearly playing a factor. And oh yes, it was. It was definitely raining a little bit in Fox. <laughs> a little bit, and Mac Jones did a good job of putting some drives together, taking time off the clock, trying to slow the game down, keep the score low. That was really their only chance of winning that game. If Tampa Bay starts gets up to three, four scores, yeah, it's a real problem. Oh, it, it would have been over. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it was a well-executed game, just on both ends. And I mean, Matt Prater's kick or, or Nick Folk's kick is a couple feet to the right, and Patriots are winning that game. So yeah. it was a it was a good game that I expected to not be so fun to watch. I I would agree. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Oh, uh, so our notes. Uh, just found them. The Jets won in overtime against the Titans, and the Giants won in overtime against the Saints. So, yeah, the Titans uh, losing to the Jets, that's a little weird. It's still the Jets. I think maybe just the Titans aren't as good as we thought. Their their defense de- definitely does not look uh and we we kind of talked about that in previous weeks that their defense was going to be the thing that held them back if anything. Mm. So, yeah, the Giants beating the Saints, it's the Saints look so strange. You you're it's almost like like I see, oh, the Saints lost, and I look and oh, what did Jameis do? Oh, he actually played pretty well. Like it's it's weird. You're expecting if this the Saints success to be tied to Jameis Winston's and it's not doing that at all. <laughs> so the Saints are a bit of a strange thing. I don't know what to make of them at this point. Yeah, again, it's it's only week four. It's still mm-hmm. early in the season. There's a lot of questions for a lot of teams. But, yeah, I, I would agree. The, the Saints, especially after um, that week one uh, game against uh, Green Bay, and then coming out after that and not looking very sharp, I don't know if that – says more about the Packers not being prepared for that game or the Saints just falling out and and kind of coming back down to the middle a little bit. I don't I don't really know if there's you can say one way or the other, but I would lean towards the Packers not being ready to play football at that point. And I just... I, I I would I would tend to agree with that. <laughs> And they met up against a team that was. <laughs> yeah. And that's, we saw the result of that. So, uh, anything else to add uh, to our uh, Paul and I Talk Sports uh, NFL weekly review? We forgot to mention that. Oh, the, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The NFL, Paul and I Talking Sports NFL Week in Review. No, that's about it. That covers pretty much all the excitement I had. All right, so we have a uh, pretty fun uh, what-to-watch list for you. We're going to start with the uh, baseball like we were talking about. Tonight we have Yankee Sox. 
tomorrow, Dodgers cards. Thursday, the AL starts. Uh, Friday, the NL starts. Uh, postseason baseball. I, I love this time of year, personally. I love postseason baseball. We have a massive heavyweight fight uh, between Tyson Fury and DeAndre Wilder. Their mm-hmm. uh, third fight together. They've each won uh, one and takes us back a little bit to the time um, where the heavyweight king was a de- demigod, I guess. I don't, I don't know if you want to say <laughs> it like that, but uh, the heavyweight uh, heavyweight uh, crown meant something at one point. And so this will be a, if not a throwback to that, it'll be a fun fight. Uh, both um, fantastic fighters. And like I said, this is their third bout against each other and this will decide who the heavyweight king is so uh that's gonna be on pay-per-view i'm gonna try to find somewhere to watch that but probably not gonna order it but if i can find somewhere to watch it i'm definitely gonna um go there and watch it but so that'll be fun that's saturday night yeah yeah tyson fury's a fun guy to watch i like watching those dudes you can dip dive duck dodge and dive <laughs> so that that that'll be fun uh a few uh college games for you this weekend of we the annual uh texas oklahoma game at the texas state fair always uh always an entertaining uh contest um and Oklahoma's looked a little uh, shaky so far this season, so we'll see if uh, Texas can uh, catch them there. We have Arkansas, Old Miss, the uh, two losers of the Georgia-Alabama games this weekend. So see which uh, one of those two can get off the mat. And then a huge game in the Big Ten. Number four, Penn State, and number five, Iowa. Massive game. Uh, whoever wins that, they're in opposite divisions. That that won't really matter for division, but uh, massive p- big uh, ten game. Both undefeated at this point. So that 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 should be a lot of fun. And then a uh, uh, few NFL games. We have uh, the Rams Seahawks Thursday night. For once, we actually have a pretty good uh, Thursday night game. That usually doesn't happen very often. Packers, uh, Bengals, like we mentioned before, and then uh, Bills, Chiefs, uh, Sunday night. So mm-hmm. huge, uh, huge game for both of those teams. The Bills have looked uh, like absolute world beaters the last three weeks. I think that it's uh, 107 to. 24, I think it is, that they've outscored the last three games. Uh, so they have looked incredible. Mm. Again, against not the greatest competition, but uh, that that that's going to be a really fun game. Chiefs are 2-2, two and two, so definitely don't want to go to 2-3, and three, especially in that division. So um, so that that's, that's what I have for the wrap-up, uh, unless you have anything else to add. <laughs> Not really. That sounds like a full slate of games to watch, Polly. The Bucks have their first uh, preseason game tonight. 
So we have uh, baseball a little more than or a little less than three weeks in a way. So we'll have a I don't know if next week we'll do it or the week after probably we'll have a, a nice basketball preview for you. Uh, probably probably in two weeks, I'm guessing. Yeah, we'll that, that sounds right. Sounds about right. Um, so, yeah, we got uh, hockey starting up. We got basketball starting up. Uh, football's in full gear. Baseball's uh, season starts tonight. Fun, fun time for uh, sports. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's starting to ramp up, starting to get chilly. Reason to sit inside and watch some sports. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I think that's all we have for you uh, today. All right. Yep. All right. Yes, that's been a full week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This has been Polly and I talking sports. Follow us on Twitter at PI Talk Sports or check us out on Facebook. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, guys.